The Planter's Place podcast is brought to you by Osmocote, the planter's plant food. I'm Amy Griesack. I'm a garden writer in Great Falls, Montana, and today I'm going to give you a few pointers on cleaning up the garden at the end of the season. Now, the garden cleanup task isn't something that holds a lot of excitement for most of us. It's nothing like spring planting. In the spring, we're out there with our packet of seeds and our new seedlings, surrounded by green, and we're literally planting hope. In the fall, there's no excitement at all about staring out the window at dead tomatoes or blackened squash vines. It's something we have to do, and I don't know a whole lot of us who get too excited about doing it. But I'm here to tell you what you do need to take care of this fall and also give you a few hints on what you can leave until spring. Now the first matter of business is taking a look at the vegetable garden. Look at what might have been diseased or if you've had issues with mildew or fungal issues at all. You want to take those completely out of the garden. Don't throw them in your compost pile because you'll just have more issues down the road. Now if you do have a compost pile, you can completely clear your garden and toss everything in there. Of course, layer with the green matter with your kitchen scraps and your garden waste and layer those with leaves and other dry materials. Or an easy way to incorporate the organic matter back into the garden is to just chop up the vegetables in place, either with your shovel or go through it with a rototiller. Now at our big community gardens, we have one that's about 18,000 square feet and we just asked everybody to pull up their bigger vegetables, the tomatoes and things like that, and kind of chop them up. We did have them remove the vines because they tend to get, you know, 30 foot squash vinyl easily get tangled in the tiller. And then take the corn down at the base. Just take the shovel, chop it down at the base, and maybe chop it into two, three, four pieces. Now we're going to take the big tractor and tiller through that and chop up everything and turn it under the soil a bit so it will break down for the most part during the winter. Now if you're doing this in your garden, it's also a good time to add grass clippings or leaves. And a really good cheater way to bring up, bring up your leaves in the fall is just to run over it with your lawnmower and then take it from the bag or rake in the little piles and just scatter it all over your garden. Then till that end too. Now when you're tilling, you don't want a nice fine seed bed. You don't have to chop it up really small. Just go through with a rough till so you have maybe some of the leaves and things sticking up, but a whole lot of it underneath the soil. And by spring, you're going to be really surprised at how much will break down. Now, if you don't have a compost pile or you don't really have the means or the desire to turn everything under in the garden, one way you can do it is a little bit of lasagna gardening. Now, if you're creating a new garden, put down 8 to 10 sheets of newspaper or a sheet of cardboard, then start layering. Put that pile of spent bean plants or tomatoes and then layer it with leaves or even shredded newspaper for your brown materials. You could do that 18 to 24 inches high, cover the whole thing with plastic, either black plastic or clear plastic, and by spring you're going to have a pretty nice seed bed. You can do the same thing without the newspaper and the cardboard in your existing garden too, and then just spread out everything in the spring. So those are really good ways to get rid of your vegetables, and actually they're really good ways to get rid of your annual flowers. You don't want to leave those in the garden either. The petunias, marigolds, things like that aren't very attractive, and they're a mess to clean up in the spring. So you can do the same with them. You can toss them in the compost pile, turn them into the garden, or put them in as part of a lasagna 
garden style. Now the good news is, with the perennials, you don't have to go crazy. You can really leave most of them. I leave all of my perennials because I like the way it looks in the winter. I think it's just a miracle some mornings when you wake up and there's several inches of snow stacked on top of a tiny seed head. It's just surreal. Plus, I like leaving a lot of the seed heads because I like the birds coming into them. They will sit and perch on those stiff stalks and like things like the echinacea, they'll pick the remaining seeds out. So that's really nice to have. Plus a bit of what's called benign neglect, which I'm really good at, is really good for the beneficial insects. A lot of times they'll overwinter in these areas and as in the case with bumblebees, the females mate in the fall and then they overwinter. And so you want to have a place that has a, maybe a little pile of rocks or near the patio or old pots, you know, some place where they can crawl in and hang out over the winter so you get them in the spring. Plus, one of my biggest reasons of leaving the perennials is because I forget what's what by springtime. If I clean out everything, cut down everything to the ground, by the time spring rolls around, I'm going to look at that garden and cannot remember what I planted. But if I leave the stalks, then I know what's what and I don't have to wait until it leaves up to figure out what I have planted and what I can put in there. So to wrap it up, the garden cleanup isn't as daunting as you might think. Get those vegetables out, get those annuals out and make, make it all pretty for the springtime. Turn them under and get as much organic matter as you can into your beds in the fall because you'll benefit a lot more when it's time to plant again. But with the perennials, don't sweat it. You can leave them now. There's absolutely no crime in that. And just wait until a nice warm spring in April or May or even March if you're lucky and enjoy taking care of it then where it's a lot more fruitful. To learn more from our gardening experts, join the community at plantersplace.com. And be sure to like Osmocote Plant Food on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the Planters Place podcast.